Tressa. I'm Taylor. And, and we, we are, are not, not amused. amused. Today we'll be talking about the Lennon Wall in Prague. And it's John Lennon, so it has a tie to the UK. So it works. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> also, we saw it, so. Yeah. First-hand experience. We have a personal connection. There you go. Exactly. All right, sweet. What are you drinking, Taylor? I'm drinking Twining's Premium Black Tea Black Current Breeze. That sounds yummy. Yeah. I bet it smells good. It does. Mm. Uh, Savor the sweet and tangy flavor of juicy black currants in this aromatic tea. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, I have... A variety of Irish breakfast. I don't actually know what the brand is. David's Tea. It's David's Tea. It's Taylor's. <laughs> um, it's David's Tea Irish breakfast, and I put lots of honey in it, and I apologize in advance because I have a little bit of a sore throat, so I will not be, I will be trying to not talk very loud, but yes, so I'm having tea with honey for a reason <laughs> today. Yes. And it is hitting the spot. Also, I think it's funny because before we started recording, I was like, Taylor, I have a sore throat. And she was like, oh, well, I have these cough drops from <laughs> when we were in Europe and I was sick. And I was like, huh. And we're going to talk about a thing we saw while we were in Europe. Yep. So I'm using the medicine from that trip when we saw the Lennon Wall. <laughs> the Lennon Today. Wall. The Lennon Wall. Oh, it sounded like you said the London Wall. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Lennon. Yeah. Anyway, I, I just thought think... that was funny. It was, I was just meant to not feel well today, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> I don't think I was sick at that point. Yeah, yet. I don't think you were sick yet. Because it was early. But it was the same trip. <laughs> I mean, I was sick the rest of it. So. <laughs> Pretty much like at post-Prague, right? <laughs> yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Are you sick in Vienna? Mm-hmm. Alrighty. The Lennon Wall. The Lennon Wall. Taylor gets credit for most of this research, so... I mean, I, I found some links. I was going to say. The end. Dressa found all the links that I got my research <laughs> from. <laughs> but you guys, guess what we didn't use this time for the first time ever to do research? You didn't use it? Uh-uh. Neither of us used Wikipedia. <laughs> what in the fuck? Still donate to them. But, <laughs> but it's crazy. Because I swear we use it every time. Mm-hmm. For everything. Yeah, because it's the bomb diggity. But yeah, mm-hmm. but we managed to not use it. <laughs> we did. Okay, so a lot of this information comes from the linenwallstory dot com, which is the website associated with the linen wall. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where you can go to learn about it, mm-hmm. and it's like also the museum's website. Right. So we didn't see the museum. No. Apparently it's like down the street. Like mm-hmm. I looked it up on Google and it's not. I, I assumed when we were there that it was like right behind the wall, like in that courtyard area. Mm-hmm. That's not it. The museum's like down the street. You gotta walk to mm-hmm. get to it. Gotcha. But there's like a bar in it and like um, a coffee not, shop. And it's stuff. not the wall pub, is it? That's just something no. else that's associated with it? Okay. No. That's just somebody who opened a restaurant and capitalized on the location, I think, when they named their place. <laughs> yeah. I did want to go eat there because it's Beatles-based, but we did the linen wall, and then we walked way, way far away from it for the rest of the tour, and then it was like, 
It just wasn't worth going back. No. No. Okay. No, and it's probably really touristy, if we're being honest, probably. and overpriced, because they know. Their yeah. audience. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. But we have pictures of it, we, so yes. we can put those um, on Instagram. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Look at this pub we didn't eat at. Yeah. Okay. So, to actually get into the topic of today. Mm-hmm. So a bit of history on the wall before it became known as the Linen Wall. Um, it's located in the <laughs> Grand Prior Square, which, in That's Czech, um, you can try it, is potentially um, Velkoprevorské Namesti. That sounded right. Thank you. Yeah. There's a lot of like accents and squigglies in there that I don't know what they do to the letters, so. <laughs> I didn't. I just didn't even try. Fair enough. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So it was once referred to as the Wailing Wall or the Crying Wall, depending on which source you look at during the 60s and 70s, where people would write messages, poems, etc. in chalk on this and surrounding walls while out on walks. So many W's. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, air their grievances. With, with like what was going communism. on, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. because this was during communism. Hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, so yes, during the communist era, popular Western songs like "What the Beatles" and "John Lennon After They Broke Up" mm-hmm. were playing. They were not allowed in at this time. I guess it was Czechoslovakia, mm-hmm. not allowed. And if you were found to be playing this music, you could be arrested for it. How wild. Yeah. But their music was pretty political. Like, it, Later could, it on. could be. Yeah. I mean, like, during this time. Yeah. Like, it was. They had a lot of political messages. As you will find out if you listen to our series about the Beatles. <laughs> yes. The... It's a five-part series. It's a lot. It is. They're not all hour-long episodes. No, though, no, no. That's no, fine. No. We're not trying to do that to you. <laughs> no. But yeah, during the mid-60s, mm-hmm. late 60s, closer to when the Beatles were going to break up, yeah. <laughs> they had much more political music. Their early stuff was like That was, what did we call that? Like teenage dance? Teeny bop. Teeny bop <laughs> dance music? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just bubblegum pop, mm-hmm. fun stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, right. This music was not allowed to be played, but obviously people still did, and um, John's music really inspired like the younger crowd in this country um, with all of the ideas of freedom that he has in his music, um, inspired them to try and do something, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rebel in some it. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, John Lennon was assassinated on December 8th, 1980, and obviously the people in Czechoslovakia really had a connection to him because it was one of their ways that they felt like they could rebel Mm -hmm. during this time, and so when the news hit, many people began putting up memorials for him, Um, and a couple weeks after the assassination, somebody created a tombstone shape on the wall, the Lenin Wall as we now know it. And many people, mostly the younger people, of course, would bring flowers, photographs, all kinds of things to the memorial. It just became this big Lennon memorial. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And people, there were a lot of people who also wrote messages on the wall that were inspired by Lennon's uh, songs or the Beatles songs. Um, and then in April 1981, the wall was covered in green paint mm-hmm. all over mm-hmm. for some reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I don't it know was what like... the green, like earth. Like, yeah, that, I don't know piece? what the point of the green was. Um, I think it was probably more like a neutral green, okay. not like a mint green or like a forest green, you know. Like a neutral palette. Yeah. Just, I don't know. Anyway, somebody, somebody painted it green. Um, and then it just became this whole like community thing where people began writing messages on the wall and some were aimed toward the politics of the time. Mm-hmm. Um and that began the repainting and rewriting pattern that we still see today. Mm-hmm. Some were using paint who had access to it. Yeah. But that was not a very popular means of graffiti at this mm-hmm. time. So I think a lot of people were still using like the chalk, like chalk. from before. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. So they weren't using like spray paint like mm-hmm. we think of with graffiti, quote unquote graffiti. Right. Because it was just hard to come by. Maybe that was why. Mm-hmm. Every year, pretty much, after Lennon's death, um, a group would meet near the wall to, you know, have, like, a memorial for him, remember him, um, sing songs, you know, remember John Lennon mm-hmm. and his messages and things like that. Eventually, actually, it was the first year it happened, the public <laughs> security, um, which is the police force of Czechoslovakia, Socialist Republic at the time, uh, they always tried to break this group up um, every year. They tried it. Um, and this eventually led to the event in 1984 that turned quite violent mm-hmm. for the people um, participating. So police cars herded out like hundreds of people that were here near the wall um, and security attacked those people just basically for... For literally standing in front of a wall, <laughs> singing songs. Yes. For being big hippies. Yes. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that didn't, you know, dissuade people from nope. continuing this. <laughs> and eventually these meetings evolved into, like, political... Where they would have political petitions and speeches. Um, and all of this was taking place in this area called Campa, which... For whatever reason, during my research, I had the hardest time wrapping my head around what was, what, where this was happening. Okay. Like, I couldn't figure it out. So I made a little thing that will also be posted on our Instagram. Yay. If you want to look at it. Like an interactive map. Yeah. Amazing. So I labeled where the linen wall is. (laughs) Okay. And where Charles Bridge is, because we walked on that. Um, That was pretty cool. And I put a little, it's hard to see, but there's a little star and it says the wall pub. So you have an idea of where that was, too. Mm-hmm. And basically, Campa is this area that, um, on one side, it's got the big river that the Charles Bridge crosses. Mm-hmm. And then what makes it an island, which I think is what was confusing me so much when I would look at this, is the fact that there is just, like, this... Um, it's not it's not a moat, but that's the word I'm thinking of. Okay. It's like... Um, What's the word? It's not a lake. It's not a river. It's a like river. It's a, a waterway. <laughs> yeah, that, I can't think of what it's called. It's a wa- It's a waterway. It's a, a canal. canal. 
And it's like, they were all over Venice. (laughs) That's all you had to say. I wouldn't know. Literally, like, I'm looking Uh, at the map, too, and I'm sitting here going, I know what this is. (laughs) Right? So, it's a canal. We're really organized today. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, that's what makes this an island which just mm-hmm. because of what i think of when i think of an island it's like totally surrounded by water which i guess yeah. technically this is but i think like ocean you know right and also more water than a canal right because like how many parts of venice could you consider an island at that point right that are literally mm-hmm. surrounded by water like yeah the whole the whole island is just in a series of tiny islands anyway yeah but basically, to get into this area, you have to cross over some form of water. Yeah. So okay. that's why it's an island. But that, I don't, I can't even tell you how long it took me to wrap my silly little brain around yeah. it, but. You know, it kind of makes sense, though, for them to, like, put the, like, for these quote-unquote rebels, I guess, mm-hmm. to put their, like, def- stronghold there or meet there, because it's, like, you have to cross water to get to them, so that well, makes things maybe a little harder. If you look, that's the confusing thing, is the linen wall is not on Campa. Right, but I I know it's not, but it's like, if we're going to have these like political rallies, let's make it harder for them to get to us. Yeah. It could still be related to the linen wall. I mean, people yeah. can use that for inspiration. Mm-hmm. And but. honestly, I mean, it looks like it's really far away, but we actually I, oh, walked sh- that bridge right Uh there from where the wall pub is it to the linen wall and it's like mm, it's probably like 50 steps yeah across the bridge like it's nothing it looks it looks far also to walk across charles bridge took us how long not that long and it's way Mm. longer if you look at this map Mm -hmm. maybe like (laughs) 10 to 15 minutes depending on our pace and how crazy Mm -hmm. it was it was just really crowded honestly if you like we're able to walk across it at a normal pace without going through people. Right. <laughs> I'm sure it would take no time at all. So, yeah. That's anyway. a little thing that I made that will be up on the Instagram. If it's... people are more visual, it might help you kind of understand where things are happening. It's literally the only way I can understand this concept also, so I'm very glad you made it. Okay, great. So, thank you. <laughs> yeah. The other day, I was like, I'm going to get some more research done. And then I texted Trust like 45 minutes later. And I was like, look what I made. I made a map. <laughs> Except I didn't. It's a screenshot of the map. It's so fine. put circles on it's it. It's useful. Okay. So anyway, the whole point of that whole tangent was because <laughs> the meetings before, the like gatherings at the wall that turned into where they would have those political petitions and the speeches and everything like that started to become regular occurrences in Campa. So now they're not so much like right next to the mm-hmm. wall. They've gone. So like what Tress was saying. To their little island, island for hippies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so some examples of, you know, speeches. There's one example of a speech and one example of a political petition. Um, but, you know, speeches about respect for human rights, which here we are. Basic stuff. Um, 50, we think. 60 years later <laughs> still having these same discussions. Well, maybe not exactly the same, but respect for human rights. Mm-hmm. And then petitions against the occupation of Soviet troops in the country. Mm-hmm. So it was that kind of stuff, you know. Um, and eventually these turned into huge anti-regime protests where on the fifth anniversary of Lenin's death, so we're looking at 1985, um, 
a group of hundreds left Campa for a peace march towards the Prague Castle, which we guess I guess we did that backwards because we started at the Prague Castle. We did, didn't we? Yeah. Which was nice because we were going downhill. Yeah. So they they were marching up up that big hill. Fuck that. (laughs) Good for them. I remember seeing also the other like the groups of tourists Mm -hmm. who were coming up from. I guess that that way from like down the hill. Mm-hmm. I think that's where like individual groups have to come in and enter the castle. I think so. And we were with like a tour group, so we got to go the other way. Thank God, because mm-hmm. that hill. That mm-mm. I do wonder if there are some tour groups too that offer that like you can walk the same walk as these protesters. P- probably. I mean, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a pretty iconic walk, I suppose. It is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, It's not a bad view, no matter mm -hmm. which way you're going. So, yeah. Um, Now we hit the part of my notes that look really overwhelming because I didn't do a lot of, like, bullets. They're kind of just paragraphs. Um, I can read these if you want. (laughs) You don't have to read them all. We can switch. Okay. This is definitely where it gets complicated because it's, like, the power... The power in the country is changing. Like, there's shift in power and, like... Um, all these different parties are in power and have control of different things. I don't know. So yeah, it was politics are hard. Okay, politics are confusing. So give us a break on this section. Thank you so much. Yeah. So um, the chart, the Chartists, which were members of Chart Charter seventy seven, which was an informal civic initiate in Czechoslovakia from nineteen seventy six to nineteen ninety two, who criticized the government for not implementing human right provisions on multiple documents. One of their founding members, Volokov Havel, would be the first president of the country after the 1989 Velvet Revolution. Um, there were also some other opposition groups that showed interest in the events happening at Kampa, and that caused the communist police to increase their measures against them. Um, so there are these, like, political groups, including the Chartists, who are a big one, obviously, because the future president came from them, mm-hmm. that were a huge part of the political uprising at this point, which mm-hmm. I guess, you know, ended up, it was on Kampa, so it was, like, kind of sort of inspired by the Lenin Wall in a way. Mm-hmm. You could probably make that argument. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to. Um, so, in 1987... Which, when I was doing this research, I was just assuming was the annual gathering for Lenin. Um, but, you know, the article didn't specify that. But, anyway. That would make sense. Right. They seem to not give a shit and still go back every year. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so the regime held a concert in honor of John Lennon. So these, in simple terms, these are like the bad guys. Oh, mm-hmm. um, they held a concert in honor of John Lennon at the Prague Municipal Library. We saw that. Oh, oh. <laughs> I wanted Hoping. to go in. Huh? I said I wanted to go in, but we didn't get the chance. Which one was that? It was like right across the Charles Bridge, right when you went through the Black Tower. Yeah, I think it was like right across that courtyard square thing. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure. There are I- so many buildings. There were so many, and they were all beautiful. Yep. So you're like, you can't just say, it was that really pretty building, remember? <laughs> remember the pretty building? Remember that one? Yeah. No. Doesn't work like that over there. Nope. <laughs> so they did this event 
um, hoping to try and draw like the younger people away from the <laughs> camp event, which obviously did not work out for them. Um, some came, but most of them really despised this idea. <laughs> And they were like, we're just going to go still meet by the linen wall. So, uh-huh. ha. I mean, okay. It makes sense, though, because, like, you are, you're like, we tried to do this for years, and you beat us and chased us out, mm-hmm. and now you're going to do it as the government. Mm-hmm. And be like, see, now that we're doing it, it's fine. People are going to be like, fuck you, we've been trying to do this every year for seven years. Mm-hmm. And you have thwarted us and arrested us for mm-hmm. just trying to like play me it's <laughs> stupid anyway this is just any the government trying to be like see people it's okay we like you we want to take care of you <laughs> but people could see through that oh yeah so in 1988 we're basically just going to be going like year by year at this uh-huh. point um socialist youth union the official communist organization planned a folk concert in campa um, where a bunch of folk musicians performed on stage with the regime representatives, which honestly, when I was doing this, I was like, okay, so like the concert at, at the end of The Sound of Music. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's literally exactly what I'm picturing. Yeah. That, that's probably how it felt, too. Probably. Like soldiers around everywhere just to make sure nobody got too rowdy, mm-hmm. too radical. <laughs> right. So, um, the normal group who would show up usually every year at the Linen Wall were extremely put off by this, and, um, a lot were discouraged from even going to camp that year when they heard about what was going on. They were like, I don't know if we want to go there. So they tried again. (laughs) The government tried again. But, like, in the spot that this group had always been at. Oh, versus the library, like, last time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, they really, they were like, look... It's going to (laughs) happen. Right. We are doing this now, whether you want it or not. So this was also the year that the John Lennon Peace Club was formed, and they kind of are sort of in play throughout the Mm. following years. Gotcha. Um, And then in 1989, we had the first year where speakers and singers were able to perform at the wall without intervention from the state of public security, or from the state or public security. (laughs) Um, however, mm. <laughs> the Socialist Youth Union added itself as an organizer of the event, um, which, as just a reminder, they were the official communist organization, so we don't right. really want them to be a part of it. Um, and it was really the John Lennon Peace Club that was putting this event on for everyone. Um, and because... Both of these parties like associated themselves with this event. It had it ended up having a record breaking number of participants because like it's interesting people from both sides I guess wanted to go. I don't know if that right. was well maybe that was like the the hippies were going, mm-hmm. but then the people who were like probably still unhappy with communism but were like afraid to speak out were like oh but you know but this is government too, sponsored so, yeah. so it'll be safe to go yeah so then it's like it got these two groups of very different people together in one spot which mm-hmm. might have helped the turn the tide who knows yeah maybe it's kind of cool um okay when you <laughs> when it says that the socialist youth union added itself as an organizer to the event all <laughs> i can picture is like a facebook event being like excuse me can i be a co-host like like how do I, I like back in the day I'm like how do you just add yourself? Yeah. Did they have like 
pieces of paper that they put on the posters where they just like stuck them on there and were like see now we're part of it like maybe that's kind of what i was thinking i was honestly what i was just claim ownership or you know agency over this event how i don't know i was thinking in the newer elvis movie that came out recently Mm -hmm. in the beginning when elvis was becoming much more popular than um oh yeah and they just slap his name yeah they just like start putting his name over it and the guy who was the main event starts to become Uh hank snow hank i think you're right i think it might be hank snow um he like you know, it goes from Hank Snow with other acts and this Elvis kid to, like, Elvis with Hank Snow. <laughs> so, that's how I was picturing it. Where they, yeah, just, like, they just slap their name on the event, too. We're part of it. So, um, the same year, 1989, was actually the year that communism ended in the Czech Republic. It began uh, February 25th, 1948. And so it had been 40 plus years Mm -hmm. that communism had been around. They'd been under communist regime rule, whatever. Um, It was December 10th of 1989, so almost 1990, actually, um, after the Velvet Revolution, that the first largely non-communist government was sworn in with Valakov Havel as the president, which you may remember, Mm -hmm. I mentioned a little bit ago, he was a member of the Chartists, which was basically a group that criticized the government in Czechoslovakia from 1976 to 1992. I don't know. I guess they still existed at that time when he was sworn in as president. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure he put some of his friends in power. So that's how that works. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're finally free of communism in the Czech Republic. And for the most part, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's mostly not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. I think most of the communist rule and like ideology came from Russia. So I think most of that is like the Soviet party's out, also. And so then it's like actual Czech people ruling the country now mm-hmm. for the most part, and that's the goal. Alrighty. So 1990. <laughs> The wall um, was given back to the Sovereign Military Order of Malta as part of their palace. Um, And they decided that they're going to remove, like, the billboards that were on the wall and some of the messaging and stuff like that. But, of course, new messages appeared over what remained of the old messages. And um, for the first time, some of these messages were actually from tourists who'd found out about the wall through guidebooks and came to visit it. Huh. Like funny. us? Yeah, but we didn't write anything on the wall. We, you're right. And also, we could in have. 1990, we weren't born. I mean, well, okay. <laughs> I meant later. <laughs> I'm also trying to figure out, like, how the heck, like, the Sovereign Military Order of Malta is even involved. Malta is, like, another country or city i think i have absolutely Maybe, no idea i'm guessing i'm not even gonna look it up because i don't care that much okay i'm guessing maybe they were like hey neighboring european countries we need help getting rid of communism come help us and maybe that's what happened thanks let us know if you know <laughs> Um, so anyway. late, the late 1990s, uh, the whole, you know, decade, 
the order of the Malta wanted to renovate the dilapidated wall. So mm-hmm. the Prague Monument Care Department, <laughs> they wanted to leave the wall white and just let ivy grow mm. and cover it in hopes that it would dissuade people from writing on the wall. <laughs> um, you know, uh, that didn't really work out. So <laughs> I feel like whenever like any people in power try to do anything to dissuade people it just makes people go well bet right like they're they're just gonna actually try harder to do it like every time and it's not like why do they not get that people couldn't just come and cut the ivy (laughs) not that that wouldn't look really cool and actually might be a neat sort of monument to john lennon mm-hmm. like i could definitely see his just his face as it appears now on the wall mm-hmm. like with ivy surrounding it mm-hmm. and being kind of i feel like he would vibe with that but anyway <laughs> it doesn't matter that's not what happened it's not because the order of malta agreed with the john lennon peace club that the wall stood for freedom of speech and should stay that way so love that are mm-hmm. um the an artist named Francesc Fossar mm-hmm. made a portrait of John Lennon on the reconstructed wall. That sounds like a fake name. Francesc Fossar. That sounds like. What do the carrots over the S's do? That sounds like a. I don't know. They make them harder. I don't know. Francesc Fossar. <laughs> no one from Czech is ever going to listen to our podcast. Thank Sorry. God. In July 1998, the John Lennon Peace Club organized a painting event at the wall um, where people could come and paint flowers and yellow submarines and lyrics of Beatles songs and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So that sounds like fun. And then in December of that same year, the John Lennon Peace Club also organized the annual gathering with performances by a Beatles and John Lennon tribute band. Um, but the officialness of the event bothered a lot of people. And ever since that meeting in 1989, um, the gatherings at the Lennon Wall usually happen spontaneously. Okay, that's interesting to note, though, because, like, the government, when they tried to do, like, a John Lennon tribute or whatever, they tried, like, two times. Mm-hmm. Like, people were like, no, we don't want this. The John Lennon Peace Club did it once. People mm-hmm. didn't like it, and they went, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Yep. So there have been some changes to the wall since um, the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, In November of 2000, there was an art group called Rafani that painted the wall green and wrote love in the middle. Green again. Green again. There's something about green, and I feel like we're not clued in. Yeah. Okay. And then there, uh, there was a Czech magazine called Duhovka, mm-hmm. and the authors of that magazine, they painted over the love mural, and mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure exactly what they did, because nope. the source that we had apparently didn't specify, but they sure decided it was time to paint over what the Refrani group did. <laughs> yeah, which it's like... Sure, okay. If you look at our... So November 20... November 2000, mm-hmm. love is painted. And then between that and June 2001. <laughs> there's another like, group that changed yeah. it somehow. See, that's the thing. That's sort of what this whole thing becomes. Is it? It's just this like living mm-hmm. memorial almost. Yeah. So 
Yeah. June 2001, the Prague Monument Care Department is back. They painted the wall white, which once again became a great background for people to write messages on the wall. Yep. In, you know, any color they wanted. That that was kind of how it was for a few years. Um, Just kept, like, tourists kept coming and mm -hmm. writing their messages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So November 2014... This is 25 years after the Velvet Revolution. A group of art students painted the wall white and wrote, wall is over in the middle. And I have a note in here where I said, <laughs> I wasn't sure if it actually said wall or war, mm -hmm. since John Lennon has the Christmas song, Happy Xmas, War is Over. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, did the article get this wrong? But yeah. I found a picture and it... Yeah, it says wall. It did. It just that's just hard to say. Wall is over. <laughs> I also saw pictures of somebody that, um, like shortly after they had painted over the two L's in wall, mm -hmm. and they had written in blue an R. Oh, well, see. <laughs> so like somebody went, mm mm. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> this should be war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they were like on your wavelength, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, so this was eventually repainted, which caused some controversial reactions. But, of course, the wall, it doesn't stay empty for long. Um, this group that originally painted it didn't see it as vandalism. Um, their statement was as follows. <laughs> Students of art schools are expressing their... Com oh, I should have read this first. <laughs> Commemoration. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Students of art schools are expressing their commemoration of 1989 and opening room for new messages of the current generation. So they're just painting it white again to be like, here. Yeah. And they just wrote, <laughs> like, they just wrote wall is over in the middle. I saw the picture. It doesn't mm -hmm. take up the entire wall. No. There's plenty of room like, for more people to write messages. <laughs> it is a weird way to get that across though. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't. They say that they were, obviously, they were like, we did it for people. Mm -hmm. But it's a weird way to express, like, here, also, keep writing on the wall. Yeah, by saying wall is over, <laughs> it make makes sense. it seem like they're saying Stop. we're done writing yeah. messages on this wall. <laughs> but that's not how they saw it. So. Okay. Well, throughout the following years, Prague became um, a hotspot for tourism. So many groups were brought to see the linen wall. I mean... Even in the 90s, tourists were already reading about it in guidebooks, so mm -hmm. more and more people are just coming to take a look at it and to add art to it. Um, so this includes groups who finished pub crawls. <laughs> <laughs> so it was said that they often sprayed, like, meaningless graffiti, whereas before people were writing, like, messages or lyrics or whatever, and this group was probably mm -hmm. just, like... Drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And like, oh. wow, I wrote a star. <laughs> <laughs> so the owners of the wall, who are still the Order of Malta, um, they decided to change their tactics after receiving a lot of complaints from locals about how many tourists are just putting meaningless <laughs> things on the wall. So in October of 2019, they began to renovate the wall again. Um, reconstruction was finished with dozens of artists repainting the wall with new rules. Um, no, said no sprays, which I think they meant like no spray paint yeah. on the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, inscriptions can only be written on open surfaces in pencil or chalk. 
Oh, we are back to the old days. Yeah, back to chalk. the 60s and mm-hmm. 70s, even before this was the linen wall. Back to the roots. So then, um, just to be, I mean, not totally caught up, but it feels like it, because what were these the past three years? Mm-hmm. April 2020, a pink mask was placed <laughs> on John Lennon's face. That's hilarious. Um, and then in September of 2020... The wall got another new look. It was repainted by 27 artists from the EU and special guests from Ukraine and Norway, which is what we learned about on our trip. The um, picture of Lenin that's like in a circle on the wall, like the, what we saw that was yeah. sort of in the middle, mm-hmm. was that from that repainting? I think it was, if I'm I remembering don't know. right. Yeah. It's so hard to know what all was repainted and what <laughs> and when? Like, was kept. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like... I don't know if we'll be able to get these pictures because mm-hmm. I don't know how hard it's going to be with copyright. Mm-hmm. But I know that they had like a picture of him with the mask on in 2020 mm-hmm. that I looked at. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if that's the same... As what we saw. I guess you have... I have pictures. One of us has pictures. Because we took we, pictures in front of the wall. We've got pictures, obviously. Yeah. We, we took pictures. We were there. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Pictures are We're going to prove it to you. <laughs> okay. So today, there are many Czechs who still consider the Lennon Wall a symbol of freedom of speech, defiance against communism, and of course a tribute to the legacy of John Lennon, Um, but locals tend to avoid it since it is such a tourist destination, which is fair. When we were there, it was busy. Mm -hmm. I can see why nobody wants to go. And that was winter. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I can only imagine it when it's nice outside. (laughs) Right. Um, But on December 8th, we think of every year anyway, locals still gather to remember Lennon. Candles are lit. Songs are sung. And the locals remember the history of the Lennon Wall. Um, I know that there's a, uh, there were a bunch of like music events throughout the years that mm-hmm. were there and that were hit or miss sometimes, just right. depending on who put them on. But um, the Lennon Wall Museum on their Facebook page, they had like a whole concert series that they did hmm. post pandemic, like 2021 through 22. Of course, it was like outside, you right. know. So it was during the spring and summer. Um, but kind of trying to bring that vibe back, I think. Um, and currently the museum, which is down the street from the Lennon Wall, is closed to the public. Wah, wah. But I guess school groups can still go and have like a whole day where they get to learn about it. Um, and their tour is basically like a, they get to watch this documentary uh, on the history of the wall and the influence of John Lennon's personality in Prague and the Czech Republic. Um, and then there's a guided tour of their exhibits that are related to the Lennon Wall, which apparently are available in English and French as well as Czech. Oh. And then they also provide these, like, interactive worksheets and that are adapted for each group. And basically, on their website, it goes through all this, and they say, like, it's ideal for, like, a history class, mm-hmm. you know. And there were some teacher reviews of it that were like, this was so perfect for a day excursion for my students. So, they're still doing that, so I guess they must be doing fine. Yeah. And hopefully, and they say on the website they're going to reopen soon to the public. So. so, I guess we probably couldn't go see it. I don't think I we could have even now if that we wanted to. Talking about it, I feel like I remember David, who was our tour guide, saying something about how the museum was closed. Oh, yeah. So. 
weird. I don't know why, and I, I tried to find a reason behind yeah. them being closed, but I, co- I found nothing. So maybe they're just doing a big museum reno, you know? Maybe. I don't know, but they still have to make money. So obviously they're going to be like, schools come. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, sort of a final fun fact for you is that Yoko Ono did visit the site of the Lennon Wall in 2003, we couldn't really find anything about what that visit entailed, <laughs> but she went and saw this wall, which the thing is, there are so many, like, memorials to John Lennon everywhere, mm-hmm. so I'm sure this was just a stop, one of the many stops that she made. I'm, I don't, I doubt anything actually special happened. <laughs> yeah. So. I also looked up the Google reviews for the Lennon Wall because I was really curious what people thought. Yeah, I read some of them too. They're funny. Overall, like, it's got like four four stars or something. It's like 4.3 is the average, but that's out of like 24,000 reviews. Mm -hmm. So yeah, lots of people have visited. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, One of my favorites was actually the most recent review um, by a German person. (laughs) And he said, unfortunately, a lot was painted over, which no longer looks nice. Two stars. And I was like, do you know the concept of the linen wall? Right. I guess we could say the way it worked when, when, with what we saw was those 27 artists came and they got to paint, like they each had their little section and most of their stuff was done at the top of the wall where you need to be on like a ladder or something to reach it and they left a lot of the bottom of the wall for everyone else to add their stuff to it. Normal height people to write. Yeah. So that's the point. You can like see the artist's work and then you can still add to it. But yeah the whole point of the wall (laughs) is to paint over the things that are there. Exactly. Exactly. Um and then the one of the lowest reviews on Google is as follows said it's a wall with poor graffiti on it lots of people there taking photos but couldn't work out what couldn't quite work out why berlin wall it is not one star from chris h i mean people they do say that like the linen wall is like the berlin wall of prague I saw that in a couple articles I was reading. Did they? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's a it's a stretch. Uh huh. <laughs> um. So if he went in there with that mindset, I could see why. Okay. See, for me, it was just a nice surprise along the tour. Didn't even know we were gonna go see it. Yeah. And I mean, it was on my wish list to go see if we weren't yeah. seeing it. But here, you, you know, a huge Beatles fan. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was a thing. So like, it was nice to see, but I wasn't. I wasn't expecting anything, so I mm-hmm. went into it going, oh, this is cool. Right. Because yeah. I wasn't expecting a Berlin Wall in Prague. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we'll end on a nice review. There you go. The highest, one of the, one of the highest reviews, there's a lot of five-star reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, that's most of them <laughs> on Google. Um, but this one visitor said, artists and graffiti lovers should pay this place a visit. Political views and many people are standing for good causes or matters there. You can read many letters full of good wishes for war victims too. Five stars from Dana. So, I'm curious. If you left a Google review, Taylor. <laughs> I don't leave reviews. <laughs> I don't either. Um... What would you rate it, like, as something that we saw on our trip, like, out of five stars? Let me see if I put anything in my notes. Okay. Um, I said it was incredible. Oh. (laughs) That sounds like five stars to me. Yeah. 
I mean, it was really cool. I mean, I would obviously like to be able to just see it without people there, but you're never going to be able to experience <laughs> like that. only. Um, and we did have limited time since we were on mm-hmm. a tour. I think he gave us like 10, 15 minutes. Maybe. And we just basically got to take pictures mm-hmm. when people weren't standing there. Yeah. So I didn't really have a ton of time to like appreciate, not appreciate it, like let everything sink in and like read what was on it yes. and things like that. So if I'm ever in Prague again, I would probably go back and see it. Just have a little bit more time there to sort of take more of it in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I feel like if you're there and you haven't seen it before, you might as well go see it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's a lovely area to walk in. So mm-hmm. like if you're going to be walking in that area, just like go over there. Right. It's right there among everything else you want to see. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Well, I think it doesn't help that it was so brief a time that we saw it. Mm-hmm. I would say like my experience with it was very like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'd give it like a 3.5 out of 5 stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to go to the museum. Like I would be interested if I were ever back to go to the museum. And mm-hmm. then I might have a deeper appreciation for it. Yeah. But yeah, from my experience with it, that's probably what I give it. Wasn't bad, but it just wasn't like wow either. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well to close it I can just say what I wrote in here. <gasps> you should. There's not a lot about the linen wall specifically, but there's a fun story um <laughs> before we got to the linen wall. But here's what I said. I said, we then headed to see the John Lennon wall, which was incredible. He showed us, he is in David, our tour guide, showed us these markings on the wall of the wall pub. Oh, yeah, that one sentence is all I wrote about the linen wall. Mm. And then I moved on. But it was incredible. It was incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I was kind of hoping you'd mention this, though, because that was really cool. Yeah. So David showed us these markings on the wall of the wall pub that mark how high floodwaters had been and what year. Mm-hmm. Apparently, flooding is the only natural disaster that occurs in Prague. And like tornadoes in Kansas, no one is really worried until they see it. The last <laughs> flood in 2002, people didn't really start clearing out until the water was about shin deep. But because the water rises so slowly, they still had like five hours to get out. I just go up to the castle. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But it was like 2002 is the highest the water had ever been, according to at least the markings on the wall. And it was like, so like the sign for, you know, that says the wall pub above the doorway, it was like that high. The one before that was the second highest was mm-hmm. 17, oh, 1764. Oh, oh my Lord. Okay. That's not the last flood. Uh, that's not like the. That's just the second highest flood, but there have been floods between those two. Yeah. Yes, but the water did get very high, and I'm guessing, based on how high it was in 2002 on this building, mm-hmm. it probably covered a lot of the Lennon Wall. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting to think of it being underwater. I don't know how that affects any of the art right. on it. But we'll post our pictures so yeah, you can course. see the pictures mm-hmm. we took of the wall, mm-hmm. the pictures of the wall pub, mm-hmm. and then um, the pictures of the flooding marks, too. Just doesn't have anything to do with the wall, but it's cool. <laughs> it is. It's a fun, fun story about Prague. Yeah. I was like, I'd love to live somewhere where the only natural disaster problem they have is flooding. That is so slow that you have plenty of time to evacuate. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the linen wall, everybody. It is. Now you know. Now you know. So much about it. <laughs> um, I guess really quick to cite the sources oh, that we use. Right, not Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> so like we said, the linen wall story was a big one. Um, Cornethia.com was one. Mm-hmm. Um, trust I found some Facebook stuff. <laughs> I mean, it was basically the linen wall, like the the museum's website again, like led me to their Facebook. You know, ah, so. yeah. Um, and then Smithsonian Mag, and then <laughs> the Private Prague Guide.com. <laughs> Or, as I heard it, guy.org. <laughs> Privateprogguy.org. I know, I was telling her the website, and she was like, okay. And I was like, is that a weird name for a website? I, I certainly thought it was. Anyway. I guess if you think it's Private Prague Guy, yeah. Yeah. No, Private Prague Guide. Duh, with a D. Dot com. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> so... Teas. Tea time. You had? I had the Twinning's Black Current Breeze tea. And it was very good. I actually it really enjoyed lovely. it. Yeah. Um, I'm finding that apparently I like fruit teas more than I thought I would. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, because I really like that cranberry tea, too. Yeah. So. Right. That's fun. Um... I think I would give it like an seven and a half out of ten. Cool. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had David's Tea Irish Breakfast and I added honey to it because the mother wrote. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it tasted like black tea. I have to admit it was a little bit bitter. Uh, but welcome to black tea. I steeped I, it too long. A little bit, maybe. I did it the same it's amount okay. of time I did mine. It's okay. Um, because with the honey, you know, it, it kind of offsets that bitterness. So it just tasted like black tea and honey, which honestly, that's what I wanted to drink. And so I would give it probably a 7 out of 10. It hit the go. spot for my throat. <laughs> that's what I needed today. So. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well... Thank you for listening. That was the linen wall, plus our story of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can email us at notamusepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at notamusepodcast, where mm-hmm. we post um, every Wednesday before an episode comes out and every Sunday when an episode comes out. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> it's fine. Um, and yeah, if you know more about anything that we talked about, in this episode and want to knowledge us you can email us be great and follow us where you can on google or apple or spotify mm-hmm. or whatever your podcasting uh channel of choice yeah woohoo and we'll see you in two weeks all right thanks everybody thanks for listening bye bye